Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Today I'm addressing Christians, um, and I'm talking. I'm going to be talking about something that's been heavy on my heart, and it's the topic of division within the church. Although, as a Christian church, we are called to unity and to be united in spirit, I feel like I haven't been observing that as much recently. So I talk about that, and I, yeah, invite people to join in on the conversation. So thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, so today's episode is addressed toward Christians. So if you're not a Christian, feel free to stop listening. You won't hurt my feelings. But I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna listen in and hear what I have to say, more than welcome to do so. So. I guess it's moot what I'm saying right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do what you want. I never, I never assume to try to force anyone to do something uh, other than what they want to do. But uh, I mean, it's just a disclaimer. This is going to be addressed toward Christians, and it's definitely more applicable to a Christian than anyone else. So yeah, with that in mind, a secondary disclaimer: I am not a expert of the Bible. I am not a pastor. I am not anything. So, whatever I say, if you disagree with, and if if you feel like I'm speaking out of turn, or if there's anything you need to correct in what I'm saying, please, please give me that feedback, and I will discuss that in a follow-up episode. But yeah, that's actually why I don't usually do this. I don't usually have a single. Uh, a single topic to talk like this that's solely on Christianity or, or my faith. I mean, if you're a regular listener, I definitely don't shy away from it. I'm unashamedly Christian, and I allow that. I allow my faith to be expressed in my conversations because faith is a huge part of my life. So obviously, when I'm having real, you know, conversations with people, my faith will play into it, and so. I don't ever really shy away from it, but I've kind of kept away from having these single Christian topic, topic, topic conversation because I'm not an expert. Because there's other people out there who do it much better than I. There are people who are better equipped, more mature in faith than I. So I didn't want to distract you guys from those things. So I made it a point not to, yeah. Not to be a Christian topicked podcast, right? But today I just had, yeah, I kind of had a revelation, and I wanted to share with you guys. Um, and I thought, if I'm right, it'll encourage people. If I'm wrong, then someone will correct me. Either way, it's a win-win for me. So that's that's why I'm posting this, and that's why I'm throwing this out there. So the, the main reason I'm talking to you today or I'm talking about this today is because my heart's been heavy the last few months as I'm sure many other Christians have been as well with the disunity the dividedness the division within the American church I don't know maybe it's gotten better maybe the division isn't as bad as I think it is but from my vantage point from what I've been seeing I feel like there's still a lot of division 
And a lot of it has rooted from racial injustice, right? Now, obviously, racial injustice is bad. Racism is bad. No one, I don't know a single person who says racism is a good thing. But I, I'm saying that racism is causing division because, you know, when all of this came up and people were taking up the cause of defeating racial oppression and correcting racial injustice, you know, there have been people saying, if you're not taking up this cause as well, then you're part of the problem. If you're not against racism as strongly as I, then you yourself are a racist. Now, that might be an extreme example, but a certain degree, I feel like it's true. That's That's been happening. And uh, Pastor Francis Chan actually addressed this. He sent a letter, kind of a public letter, to the American church saying, people have different passions. People are passionate about one thing. There are other people who are passionate about another thing. And he basically said, don't assume that because someone has a different passion than you, that they're wrong or that they're incorrect or that their goals and priorities are in the wrong place because he said there's diversity and that's a good thing right and you know unity of mind unity of spirit is something that as a christian we all need to strive for because that's the appeal that paul makes to the corinthian church in first corinthians right the first letter he sent to the uh corinthians he in the first chapter he actually says guys let's be united stop all this you know I follow Paul, you follow Paulos, you know, don't stand behind these different leaders and say that your faith is real and someone else's faith is wrong or, or not real because of that. You know, we're all, we should all be united in Christ, right? So unity is, is good. It's something that we all should be striving for. Unity is a good thing. We're commanded, right? We need to be united in Christ. And so The letter that Francis Chan sent, I thought, I was hoping that that would really unite us as a American church to, yeah, get back and get back to try to be more united. I don't think it's happened. I might, again, I might be wrong, but from what I'm observing, I don't think it's happened. And I was thinking about why, like, why is that explanation not enough? Because it should be, right? Then I read a passage today, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 20. And Francis Chan actually might have mentioned this passage in the letter he sent. I read it a while ago. I don't remember if he did or not. And I was trying to look for it. I couldn't find it. So I'm not sure. But the passage basically says the, the church is a body and we might all have different, we might all be different parts and have different functions. But all of us, we make up the body together, right? So he's basically saying, a hand should not say to the foot, because you're a hand, you don't belong to the part to the body, right? Actually, I think it, it, he says it the other way around. He, he says, a foot shouldn't say, I am not a hand, so I don't belong to the body. And in the context of when Paul wrote it, it sounds like he was talking about diversity in people groups, because he says, in chapter 13, it didn't matter whether we were Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free people. We we're all given the same spirit to drink. So it, it sounds like there was division 
um, or that there were people because they were different people groups that they were thinking they were one part wasn't part of the body or not. Um, but within the more modern contemporary, you know, interpretation or application, I mean, in the more modern application, I've heard it used to talk about the different roles in the church. How, you know, if you're not part of the praise team, you shouldn't discount yourself. Or, you know, people of the prayer team are more important than this other team because they're doing better work or whatever it may be. There were like different roles in the church and people were saying this role is better or more important. But this passage is used to say it doesn't matter what your role is. You're still part of the body and your role is just as important as any other role. I've heard it used in that context so often and you know in that application so often that I haven't really thought about it in a different way but today while I was reading this I was reminded of what Francis Chan said and it made sense that if there are different parts of the body that have different functions that they would have different convictions right what a foot is concerned with is going to be different from what a hand is concerned with you might be more convicted to take up cause A, someone else might be convicted to take up cause B. But that doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong, right? So at this time, I'm really challenging Christians who have been you know, frustrated with their brothers and sisters or with the church in general to really think about that, have self-reflection, have a moment of self-reflection. Have you been asking afoot to behave like a hand, you know, continuing on with the body analogy. Have you been asking someone who doesn't have the same convictions as you to take up the cause that you're convicted by because you feel like it's more important? Yeah, and, and if you have been, then let's think about why, right? Why, as Christians, do we feel like we need to be focused on one issue at a time? And the only conclusion that can come to, and this might be harsh, but the only conclusion that can come to is because we believe that the power of man is greater than the power of God. We believe that if people aren't doing something about something, then God is helpless. Because as Christians, we believe in an in, uh, omnipotent God, right? We believe in a God that is all-powerful, and a God who listens to our prayers. So if we believe those two things to be true, logically speaking, we should technically be okay with one single person in the entire world praying about, let's say, racial injustice. Like, that It shouldn't bother us if there was only one single person and you happen to be that person. It shouldn't bother you that other people are concerned with the other things as long as you're praying about it, right? I mean, I'm just taking an extreme example. If you believe God is all-powerful, that he is a sovereign God, and that he, licks, he actually listens to our prayers, it shouldn't bother us when there are people doing other things. Your prayers aren't that other humans will take up your cause and fix this issue, right? Your prayers are that God would do something, that God would move. 
So I wonder how many of us have been unintentionally, uh, subconsciously believing that humanity and the things that humans do is more important than the works of God. So in that moment of self-reflection, as you think about how you might have been upset at other people, yeah, I think you really need to challenge yourself and think about how, yeah, whether you believe that God's power is enough, that what God can do is enough. Are we placing too much faith in what humans can do? I don't know. But that's kind of inner faith, right? And this is what I'm... Yeah, I, what I'm challenging that challenging you guys to do is take a moment of self-reflection and apply that to yourself inwardly. But outwardly, I don't think it should be, hey, there's one person who's taken up this cause, so I don't need to worry about it. Right? I, I'm not saying that you, you can be a lazy Christian believing that, oh, as I mean, there's other people praying about it, so I don't need to concern myself with it. God gives different types of convictions to everybody. So you need to be true to yourself. You need to be true to what God's, like the convictions that God's laying on your heart and take up that cause. All right. So the way that you apply this inwardly and outwardly should be different. And whatever, although those two things are different, it should still lead to one thing, which is unity. Now, as you think about how you've caused division yourself, you should repent and you should believe that, you know, God can do all things and not be so frustrated and upset at your brothers and sisters. But outwardly speaking, that shouldn't excuse you from, you know, moving, right, to, uh, from being used as uh, the body of Christ. You know, that, that shouldn't excuse you from not doing certain things because you think someone else is taking care of it. If God's given you that conviction, he's given it to you for a reason. So yeah, that's my challenge to, oh, not a challenge, my invitation really to everybody um, is to think about what I've talked about and firstly, correct me if I'm wrong. If I misinterpreted any of the text today, please let me know. I want to correct what I'm saying. You know, I want to correct my thinking. But if you agree with what I'm saying, then yeah, let's try to strive for unity. Let's be a church that, you know, let's really be a generation that fights for unity and doesn't take it for granted. And also a generation that truly believes in the power of God as omnipotent God. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, another disclaimer or a repeated disclaimer, I am not an expert. I am not a pastor. So everything I said might be totally wrong. And I'm okay, I'm okay with that. If, if I'm totally wrong, then I'm glad to know that I'm totally wrong. So please, please give me some feedback on this. And if you feel strongly enough and you want to continue this conversation and you want to talk about this, if you have other thoughts, if you have differing thoughts, or if you agree, whatever it may be, and you want to talk about this, I would love to have you on on a Zoom call and uh, have that conversation. So, yeah, please feel free to reach out at ihthtpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at I hope they hear this or on Twitter at ihthtpodcast. 
Um, thank you guys so much for listening once again, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.